Are you a healthcare organization struggling to achieve success? What if I told you that success not only depends on strategy, but also on the right mindset? At the Mindset Gap, their team of seasoned consultants understand the critical role mindset plays in achieving organizational excellence by empowering your workforce to think innovatively, embrace change, and adapt to new challenges. So imagine your workplace, one where your employees and patients thrive, where creativity and productivity go hand in hand, and where obstacles become opportunities. Don't let your organization fall into the mindset gap. Take the first step towards unlocking your potential today and email assist at themindsetgap.com with the referral code GENCAN20 to schedule a consultation. Welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. This is a safe space where we invite healthcare providers to unapologetically be themselves after the working day. My name is Jennifer George, and each week I will connect you with guests and stories that will help transform your stress to success and fulfillment. Are you with me? Grab your drink of choice and let's chat. Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. I'm your host, Jennifer George, and I'm joining you this evening with just a simple glass of water to kick off the show. So one of the things that I am passionate about, as many of you know, is communication and healthcare. And when I think of communication, basically everything is rooted in that. And you can break that up into so many different aspects of what we do every day. And one of the things I wanna talk about specifically today is discharge planning with patients and how that, I know for me, has always been a challenge. It's always challenging when Um, you're with a patient and they're nearing the end of their time with you and their goals are being met and it's time for them to transition to another stage in their their healthcare journey. So I've always found these conversations difficult, but what I've been learning over the years and what I've found to be valuable for me is to actually have these conversations early on. I think it's very easy, especially when you're working in an interdisciplinary um, stat, like an interdisciplinary uh, community or facility, that it's easy for somebody else to have that conversation with patients when really it is our responsibility. But I think for the patient's benefit uh, the most is to have that discussion early on, to give them an idea of what the next few weeks or chapters would be like given where they're at right now and given where they want to be in the near future again. And I outlining that for them, I sometimes find that this is met with resistance from patients having this conversation. But when you kind of talk about it 
in um, stride and you kind of talk about it as things go and you start to talk about it in such a way that you're asking them more about their lives and you're integrating the plan within what they do every day. I find that they're more forthcoming uh, with having the conversation and they're more engaged, they're more empowered and they they kind of see it as a way of um, themselves kind of taking control and, and taking the wheel. I love when I get to certain points in my um, phases of treatment with patients when when they start to initiate conversations of independence with me when they start to say to me you know i really think now i can start doing this or that or i really think um, i'm ready for this next step or that next step because we had been talking about it previously and although it was hard for them to maybe uh visualize it at the time by kind of absorbing even bits and pieces of it over the course of their stay with me on an inpatient unit. By the time the the time rolls around, it's kind of interesting how things evolve and things start to come together for them. And they start to kind of regain their sense of identity and independence again. It's probably one of the most rewarding things that I've seen in my practice every single day. So if I were you as a healthcare provider, I would as much as you want to know about your patient, their story, their history, you also want to know about where they're going, where they want to be just as much. And I think that that focus should be discussed and communicated at every single session of treatment, not just something you talk about on assessment and then you write in your analysis and uh, problem list and goal list, right? I think it's something that is an ongoing discussion and ongoing collaboration and process with your patient. And it needs to be constantly brought to the surface because you know, while it's one thing to understand what's being, uh, what information is being exchanged and given, it's another thing to visualize it. It's another thing to actually practice it and to repeat that over and over and over again. I feel like some, sometimes one of the best ways of tapping into our subconscious minds is not just through learning, but through doing and through repeating more importantly, and through visualizing. When I uh, work with patients now and we're working on um, you know, home-based things that they can do or things that they want to work on like gate patterning and stuff like that, I actually am totally fine with them uh, recording the sessions as long as there are obviously no patients in it as well um, because I find that that's more effective for my patients than just giving them a piece of paper with um, just pictures and words on it because they can hear my cues, they can see themselves doing the movement and they can compare it to what they normally would feel it as being because what they think might be normal in, in their doing when they actually see it for themselves and watch themselves, they actually can point out uh, what where their um, impairments are and what needs to be improved upon. And it's really cool to see patients come back the next day um, like ready to go and super pumped up and feeling like they've got a lot out of the session and that they're going to get a lot more out of the next one. Um, that's kind of the best feeling and progress is essentially what everybody wants to see. That's kind of the key to our patient's happiness, the key to unlocking their independence again. And when we can start 
uh, getting them to see the progress and them initiating the progress and the change in their behaviors and the change in their movement patterns, that is just a huge shift um, in their overall goal accomplishments, right? Um, then it's almost like you get to that point in the overall course of their stay that you're you kind of are on the same page by the end and you know you're just kind of ready to be out of that environment and ready for the next step so that is my strategy that is something that i do i i, I kind of have to assess it i don't always do it but i would say that it's something i do attempt to do very early on um, is talk about the transition to what the patient's goals are whether it's back home even if it's a functional goal like walking again the stairs again um, to reduce falls things like that we have those discussions early on as to what can um, be expected uh, what their roles would be what my roles would be and we kind of ensure that we're both on the same page of mutual belonging like okay i'm gonna let you help me get there and uh, you know i'm here for you at the same time right so um, have those conversations early on. You, you should expect patients to be a little bit overwhelmed by those types of conversations in the beginning. Um, but my experience has been that they've always been grateful by the end because the, the more often you have the conversation as early as possible, the more it kind of settles in and the more they pick up on those pieces and they the more they kind of relate to them and they start to understand them and they can start to appreciate them and visualize them for themselves it's a very overwhelming situation when a patient comes into a hospital and they have no idea what to expect they have all they know is they were at home things were fine and then they were suddenly struck by illness and now they're far from home and it's like, how was I ever even there to begin with, right? Like you kind of start to, to let your mind wander that way. And my role is to empathize with that and to compassionately reframe that thinking to let's get back there again in the way we can right now and um, starting to take back, helping them take back their power one step at a time. So let me know what you guys think. What do you do? What do you find effective in transitioning your patients to the next stage of their journey? I know for a lot of practitioners, discharge planning, so to speak, or transitional care, so to speak, can be quite challenging. Um, but that is my one little tidbit for you. I would love to hear back. And thanks again for all of your feedback on this podcast. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time to listen in. And I really do hope you've found everything uh, valuable so far. If this uh, sits well with you and all is good on your end, please leave me an honest review and um, subscribe to the podcast, share it, and let others know about it. That's kind of the only way we can improve healthcare delivery for everybody and for all of us. So thanks again, guys. And just remember, as hard as it is sometimes, to stay happy.